Don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, hello there. Welcome to the Hot Flush, the premiere podcast for the perimenopausal. I'm your co-host, Kim Berry, and I'm joined by co-host... Mrs. Woog. Mrs. Woog. That was the first time that Mrs. First Berry has ever. ever done the intro. The first time ever. I wasn't I too bad. You, I think you were good. I think it was okay. I think you were quite uh, good. She, we might let me do it again one time, but yes. I'm not, not in any hurry. Um, the reason why I did the intro today was Mrs. Woog is quite depressed at the moment. And, not, and we're not saying in any sort of like just flippity, jibbity, you know, just she's sad and she's, she's actually depressed. The black dog got me. Well and truly. Well and truly. Did it nip around the ankles? Yeah, Actually I got tried up, to. got around the throat. Yeah, and I tried. I tried and tried and tried. I did everything I could. Yep. But it got me in the end. So we're at the beginning of what we call the recovery stage. <laughs> and as I said to Miss Swig this morning, she is doing everything that she needs to and is meant to be doing. She's had a doctor's appointment, she's had some bloods done, she's got a referral to go and see an, um, a new gyno yeah. and I think for any woman at our age who is suffering from depression, that's a critical part of your plan. Mm. Uh, she saw a new psychologist last week and she's just in the process of changing her head meds but is doing it in a very controlled way under the supervision of her GP. And can I just say, GPs are so fucking – good GPs are a good GP. so good. And this GP was just so kind. Yeah. Just so kind and not judgmental. And we talked about it and she said the amount of women she's seeing – in our age group, mm. who are just in tears and don't know why, she says it's astounding. So I know that I'm not in there by myself. No. I know that there's a no. lot of you listening. And I think that who, this... Who are struggling, but please don't, don't no. struggle. Get the help. Yeah. And I think there are so... I mean, we could... We will put up with this one all the links to the Black Dog Institute and helplines and, um, and other support services. And we could talk about... This entire episode could talk about depression and what sounds we can, depressing, and what we can do to help each other. Mm. Um, but I think it's something that you and I have talked about fairly regularly. Yeah, I would say very regularly on the podcast. And I think the thing about it is that this is the first bout I've ever had, so right. I, I didn't recognise it right. until the doctor said because anxiety is really your anxiety is really your bag, my, isn't it? That's my fancy. <laughs> crown that I like to wear but this is something totally different and the team of support that I've got are kind of suggesting that it's hormone related yeah more than anything else so we are going to go at it full whack yes I'm going to win but the thing is the other things that Mrs Woog already does which I think are some of the factors that a lot of people forget or don't do and are particularly difficult when you're depressed because all you want to do is lie in bed Mm. is you get up and you have a shower, a shower and you get outside yep. and you go for a walk or some form of exercise every day. It just has to – you have to do it. You just have and to do it. And it doesn't – and, you know, I mean, yes, it's ideal if it's half an hour, but seriously, if you can do 10 minutes, that's 10 minutes you didn't do yesterday. Mm. And maybe you can do another 10 minutes at lunchtime and then maybe you can do 10 minutes tonight after. Like, it doesn't – seriously, it's just the getting up and getting out. And she also keeps 
talking. Or yes. Oh, she now so we're now much. at a point in our lives where we know that when our friends go to ground, yeah. we don't let them. No. <laughs> No. I know if Mrs. Yateman or Mrs. Cork go to go quiet, quiet. it's yeah. like such a sign. Oh, and there's the text that go: if you do not respond to me, I am coming over. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I'm fine. And I tell you what, when you know people are sort of coming over and visiting me a lot, and I'm going to have cafe, going to coffees, and I'm saying yes to everyone, and I'm telling everyone I'm just yes. a bit blue at the moment, and yep. people are so nice. And look. At the moment, this time of the year, I was talking to my cousin who is uh, head of nursing in a um, in an emergency department in Melbourne. So, she was actually talking to me about the impact that the COVID lockdowns have had On down there. On people's mental health. Oh, my God. And she said, it's the women. Yeah. She said, we're seeing more women. And we're seeing and, – and she said – and they're and they're attempting things um, that – that we normally only see with men. And she's, and then the flip side of that as well was that then the cases that do come in who are completely like in a psychosis or yeah. drug-induced or where they need a police element and then they have to sedate them before they can assess them. R- yeah. assess them um, she said that's increased tenfold. Wow. So mental health at the moment I think is in incredibly top of mind for a lot of people and if you are struggling you are not alone and you just it's really hard you're not oh you're not no oh my god and even even no matter how hard it seems you just have to say i'm not okay Mm. and if you and and as soon as you say it you will find half your problem solved. Well, well, not half, but I've got to tell you, you open. Then you open up the doors. Really for realizing help. how seriously low I was getting, and then putting a plan into place has enormously helped. Yes, yeah. yes. So when I, you don't have that plan in place, you can't see an ending to it. No, and I remember when back with Oscar and I. The Divine Miss M said to me, because I was engaging in risk-taking behaviours, even though I'd had this newborn premature baby, and she said to me, I'm really worried about you and I think you need to go and see someone. And I went and saw, um, I went and saw a psychiatrist, a name of someone who she'd given me, and he said, you have postnatal depression. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going, oh, I'm not going, oh. It's actually a thing. a thing. Like I'm not actually. I can get some information I'm about it. I'm not going it. mad. It then did take me a couple of weeks to get the antidepressant script filled, but because <laughs> that was another whole. Oh, if I take this, then I'm admitting defeat. Oh, yeah, hello. Maybe that would you know <laughs> mother's voice in my head much. <laughs> totally, she has totally changed now. Of course, but you know, <laughs> twenty two years ago. 22 years ago, depression was – it was uh, – people saw it as a weakness. I know. I can't people believe People saw that. it as like a character deficit, you know, that oh, – just get, pull your socks up. Yeah, and that you were somehow mentally impaired. Yeah, just pull your socks up. Oh, be grateful for what you've got. God, yeah. Oh, you're on such a good wicket. Oh, no. Well, that's – that. I having that internal dialogue in my head, which is really unhelpful because I'm going, what have you got to be depressed about? Oh, Rob had exactly the same thing last week. He goes, he had a really blue week last week. Everybody I know had a really yeah. blue week last week. And he was like, there is nothing in my life I have to complain about. Or be. He goes, everything in my life is wonderful. Yeah. So why am I feeling like this? And I said, 
because you're a human, like because that's what happens and shit's going down at work and other big life stuff is happening. Yeah. And, yeah. I think the greatest lesson that I've taken away from this thus far Mm -hmm. is that it's okay to be kind to yourself. I saw you in the bath during the day the other day and I went, oh, that's so good. I'm so glad she's doing that. Yeah, it's okay to be kind to yourself Mm. because you owe it to yourself. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for Gosh. listening so far, and 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 I genuinely thank you so much for all your love and support. Okay, so we're going to start. Uh, if, how was your week? It was shit. <laughs> Thanks, mate. How was yours? It was really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't. I, I didn't fall in a hole, but I was not in a great headspace, and I was actually eating still like a trash panda, and then I had a bit of a turning point. I think it was. I think it was Friday night and I'd bought um, I'd bought donuts for the family. I'm doing air quotes for the family um, of which I ate a lot. Yeah. And then I, I now – I just kind of forgot that sugar makes uh, makes me actually feel like shit. Yeah. Like it makes my joints hurt and, you know. And so I sort of went, oh, I don't feel very well. And then, um, and then I had a packet of chi- chicken twisties and I actually ate them up in bed – and then Rob found the empty packet just on the side of the bed because I am a savage. And then he came down. I was like watching 30 Rock or something because that's my – you know how people – like that's yeah. that's yeah. just – I just have it on. Yeah, I love that too. Just from beginning to end. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. And the Rural Juror is my favourite thing. The Rural Juror. <laughs> Good God, Lemon. <laughs> what childhood trauma. <laughs> what orthotic. What <laughs> – what boot made you behave like this? Anyway, um, and he came down and he sat next to me and he just went, so I just found the, I just found the twisty packet down on beside the bed and, you know, there were the donuts that you brought today and I sort of looked at him and he goes, are you, are you worried about something? What's, what's going on? Like, are you sad? Like, t- talk to me. Is there something I need to be conscious of and that I need to, you know, be taking care of you about. I just, like, looked at him and, like, 20, you cry? 20 years ago, I just would have gone, no, fuck off, I just wanted to eat twisties. And, blah, 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 blah. and instead I just looked at him and just burst into tears. <laughs> and then I went, I'm so worried about you and your back's been so sore and you've got to do all this paperwork and, blah, and it's not really – and then work's really upset you just seem so sad. And then I'm really worried about Oscar's NDIS thing on Monday and I'm just dreading it and I'm just – I'm so tired of having to do those things all the time. And then I've got work and there's a huge pressure and we've got – and I don't want to be the one where we don't get to the deadlines and I'm so worried about mum and I don't know what's happening and it's like she's fading before my very eyes and no one even know what's going on. And then I'm – <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let you keep going. <laughs> and then I'm sure there was something else in there. I don't remember. Oh, I, d- I didn't have a, a, I didn't have a great time on the weekend when I told. Do you know that scene in the movie um, Brideshead? Yeah. Brideshead, bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. And she's in the jewelry shop, and that precocious little girl comes in. And she, and she <laughs> and says, well, you're just a cunt. <laughs> um, I had my own version of that. Really? Yes. Who with? Well. I was out the front of the house waving the ghost at all these little trick-and-treaters walking past and then these four would have been 12-year-old boys go, that's the lamest ghost I've ever seen. And then I went, I stood there and I went, why don't you all go and fuck yourselves? Yeah, to children. (laughs) (laughs) And 
in front of the whole neighbourhood because the whole neighbourhood was out. Was out the front, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Why don't you go and fuck <laughs> yourself? You were fully unhinged. Oh, I love yeah. it. See, she's, off the the chain. She's, she's off the chain. She's off the chain. Oh, it wasn't my bravest moment because then all the kids that were inside heard it as well. Oh, all wow. The... So it was loud. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, Mrs. Wook. Oh. Anyway, I'm still oh, well. making a They deserved imp- it. Maybe, no, should, maybe you shouldn't have said it, but they deserved it. I know. <laughs> making jokes about my ghost. I had 15, 15-year-olds stay the night on Saturday night. Yeah. A mix of boys and girls. And so there's just three girls to the – to the 12 boys, I think. Firstly, I am so proud of my son that he has f- girl friends who are really sm- smart and savvy and already like one was a bit of a goth and one was a bit – and I'm just like, oh, God, I love you all. And um, just watching your child with their peer group – and how comfortable they are and that they're all – and all of these boys, and they all pile on top of yeah, each other. They, they, they don't touch each other. They touch each other. Strange. They all touch each other, they all hug. And, of course, I'm like eavesdropping through half the night and they're all having these little Deep D&Ms in oh. the corner about, no, you're, a, you're really a great person and you're this and this and this. And then yeah. I'm just going, who are you? Like, what are you, like 50? <laughs> but they're not. They're so 15, sweet Jesus. Um, so that was really lovely. There were hiccups, which I have uh, shared with you, but will not share in a broader spectrum for it's not my story to tell. Um, and the weekend before that, Rob and I went away. That's why we didn't remember we didn't potty last week because you were on the you were on the <laughs> I was circling you, the drain. <laughs> you were circling the drain, and I just got back from this weekend away where I had what, there was one night where I slept for fourteen hours, and I was still felt like I'd just oh. been just dragged through the mud. What is with that? I don't know. I think we're talking about that after the break. I today. think I've started. I think I've started. Um, I've started taking a vitamin B, because just for stress, like just with my. This is the last print edition of the magazine that I'm working on for the year, and I. It's there's many. Stop clicking. I know. That see, I'm clicking hand. a pen. That's what's. Uh, that's not great. And then, of course, the other thing for me was mum being in hospital. Oh. So. We think she had a mini stroke, or they call it a TIA. But then nothing showed up on any of the scans. She's still as tiny as ever. She weighs 54 kilos. Jesus. One of my That's boobs like weighs 54 kilos. Yeah, she's 54 kilos. She's a little bird, a little bird, a little wing, a little bird wing. Um, and, you know, when you actually see your parent, because they think it was a stroke, so when I got her to Royal North Shore... I was filling in the paperwork out the front, you know, yes, she still lives at this address and, you know. And then they took me through and as I, I walked in and then you turned around the, the turned around the curtain to go into the area where she was, which was, which was a recess bay, so it was quite big. Oh, okay. Twelve. Twelve medical people in that room with mum who was already in a gown. I swear to God I'd been four minutes. She was in a gown. She was on the bed and I'm like there's two people in my face and they're doing the whole like this is what we're doing and and, and, and like kudos to, you know, Ron or Shaw, that, those teams know. And I was talking to my, my cousin, Belinda, about it and she's like – and I said, oh, and they just look at you like they care so much. I said, yeah, none of us care. We don't care. We don't care about you at all. We just care about keeping her alive. And I'm like, 
I kind of like that though. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, that's so hardcore that they even so not only are they amazing medical professionals, they're really good actors that they're looking at you with these caring eyes through three layers of PPM or PPP masks and you know shields and and sort of going, you know, and tell us about this and this and this. But meanwhile, internally, they're probably just going, fuck off. Just fucking hurry up. No, I don't need to know about that. No, tell me about that. What about that? What about that? What were you thinking when you put that top on this morning? <laughs> I know, right? And I was still, because I'd been um, coming off a period of where I'd been drinking a fair bit because, yeah. you know, I, that fell off that wagon. And um, so I was just hot flushing because <laughs> stress. So I'm just like sweating. And then there's a team member who literally has a backpack on, right? And I'm going, what the fuck's was in the backpack? Was it a vacuum? <laughs> no, Belinda told me that it's the drug they give. So there's a particular drug they give a stroke victim that dissolves the clots. Okay. And it it has to be given within a four hour. Uh, no, maybe it's more than that. You are no, a it's doctor. a four hour window. Yeah, right. And it's within a four hour. And so she is just there with it on her back if they if they need to administer it. How hardcore is that? It's like Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, right. She's like the she's the she's the clot buster. <laughs> clot busters. I need a clot buster. Oh my god! So that was just <laughs> so she was in hospital overnight. This and is then such a cheery episode. She came home and then on Saturday we're going to go right and we're dropping Felix camping first. Oh, because oh my god, we haven't even talked about it. Ah, uh, who the got husband, married? The husband got married Friday week ago. She looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. Good. The boy looked homeless. He was a bit scruffy. So weird. So weird. Um, She just looked gorgeous. And the boys, oh my God, could my heart have burst with pride anymore? Like they just all scrubbed up so well. Um, So they'd had that. Felix was going camping with friends. They were going on the Friday. He had to go on the Saturday. We dropped him off. And he was like, seriously, on Friday, he was like, can we leave it? Can we leave at seven? And I was like, in the morning? I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They didn't get home. Like, they were, weren't in bed until, like, two because by the time they got home and then debriefed and, you know. And I'm like, no, nah. he was up packing the car. And it then, of just, course. Why did you have so many? And then he came downstairs and he goes, Grandma doesn't look great. <laughs> I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, sure enough, so we took her back to Ronald Shaw, all of us in the car. The berry bus is coming. <laughs> then my brother just ran the weekend and we went away and I slept. We paid a lot of money for me just to sleep. How come you're, you're not like swirling around in a glut of gloom? Because I take four different medications <laughs> for my mental health. Because <laughs> I rattle. <laughs> oh, what, can we, what can we put in there? Oh, God. Anyway. So, yeah, so, so Wigsy and I have had a week and, in fact, probably two weeks, <laughs> a week and a half at least. Horror. But also, you know. So, I was going to talk about Heroes, my new GP. I think I've covered that up. And I want yep. you to talk to us about what's happening with Oscar. <sighs> so, for people that don't know, because there are new listeners, my eldest son, Oscar, is 22 and he has a rare genetic disorder. He's got a partial duplication of chromosome 4. Uh, which has resulted in a moderate intellectual disability, uh, cerebral palsy and, you know, just myriad other quirks and, you know, 
bits of spice to make his life interesting. Uh, so every year we have to do a new plan for the following year for his funding to come out of the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And you can, once you actually do have a plan in place that works for you, you can just keep rolling that on, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need to revisit it every year. We had to revisit it this year because the plan they gave us last year was not enough money and we've actually already run out. We now have $2 in his fund until the middle of December. So not quite sure how we're going to do that, but we think we've come to some options today. So today was the call with our – what ha- to do your plan, you then have a designated LAC, a local area coordinator – and I've never had the same one. When they first launched it, they said that these local area coordinators were going to be your person. And from now on, you would never have to just retell your, your child or, your, or you know, your, your own story over and over again every time you wanted to access a new service or new money because you'd have this LAC who would be able to just do all of this for you, right? It was like the promised land. We were on the yellow brick road. And it has never been like that ever. I've never had the same LAC. The only contact I have with an LAC is every year when we have to do the plan. So fast forward to today, we had Robbie. And Robbie said, I'm your person now going forward. You have any problems or you need anything, you just call me. You've got my number. That's how it works. And I just was like, I actually at the end I went, you're really good at this. Can you just keep doing it? and not leave. <laughs> it's just good for, for you to have some continuity in that area. Just one yeah, less thing and to also worry about. just he knew the whole system, like he knew everything. Like the, the LAC last year said to me, oh, have you heard about Northcott? Now, North, Northcott is a disability provider, support provider. They're one of the biggest ones. They're up there with Sunnyfield and Cerebral Palsy Alliance and Houses and those, all, like all of these. And it was just like, What? No, no, like what? So that does not lend confidence no. when you are trying to then get funding lined up for the next year of your ch- child's life. So here's hoping. It's all we've got. It's sort of the draft is in. Robbie's going to send it back to us. We have put in as our first goal is to move out into supported accommodation. Um, but that process in itself might take more than a year, but at least it's his first goal, so we should be able to – I don't know. Anyway, it's so tiring. It was two, it's a two-hour phone call. Oh, God. That's of too much. Two hours of just – Okay, have you got anything hashtag on your list? Because I've got Sean Connery. On your list? Mm. As, as in your bad list? He's yes. dead. Are we allowed to speak bad of the dead? Well, I think Ill so. Ill of the dead? When you're a person who supports domestic violence. Oh, uh, go on. Yes, he was famously interviewed saying, you know, sometimes you just got to have an open hand slap to your woman <gasps> when it gets to that point. Oh, so oh. half the people don't know about this and half the people are like, oh, he was so brilliant, he was so glorious and then half the people going, he was a monster. Bloody hell. I'll find it for you in the break. Yes, please. Mm. That's terrible. Um, I don't think I've got anything on my list. I'm too tired. Do I? No, I do, but... Dare we speak of the election? Can I just say that that's one of the things that's worrying me most, I think, is the fact that I'm seeing vision of New York being boarded up and LA being boarded up and, you know, they're actually anticipating and um, 
massive fucking riot. The thing is, is that, yeah. And we're talking about the US election, of course. Um, it's going to be a very interesting week. It's going to be very interesting to see how this pans out. And I think whatever the result is, um, either party's going to completely... Like, like uh, Trump quest, will, question it. Like Trump will explode. They will. They will just. They will string it out for as long as they can with and claim that you know this was this was fraud and this was not done properly and this was. I mean that whole system to me is just. I feel like it's held together by paddle pop sticks and Perkins paste. Like and all it's going to take is one match, one state or one district to reveal that. Yeah, there has actually been fraud and that the whole thing's going to come tumbling down. By the way, it's going to be very messy. It's going to be so messy. And look, it's I like, not... I think about people like Steph who are living over there. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful that she lives where she does. But what about the people who live in the cities who are homeless or poverty? Or, yeah. You know, I just oh, I think I worry. You do worry. I do worry. You, you waste good worry. I really do. Yeah, you waste good worry on things that you can't fix or change. Someone's got their hours up on the couch this week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste good worry. Mm. That's Mrs. Yateman's line. Don't waste good worry. So true. It's so true. Uh, I think that's very interesting. Uh, Palaszczuk got back in. Yes. Very, you know, I think I, – I didn't – I wasn't following it enough. Oh, I can't be fucked. Queenslanders. Um, <laughs> hello, our beautiful Queenslanders. Except I um, am very, very sad. I'm not get, ever going to go to Noosa. Noosa? Why? No Noosa. No Noosa. Well, we live in the in the in a bubble, don't we? We're, we're not allowed. We're not allowed. I've never been to Noosa. I'm going to take you to Noosa when we can. Okay. It's very it, nice. It just it's very humid. It just strikes me as very hot, humid. Yeah, but it's Queensland, darling. Yeah. So why take me to Tasmania to the southwest coast where I can just stand and be windswept and you know feel the salt spray on my face and imagine what it was like you know for the early settlers I as wish they you could see committed genocide I wish you could see the face on this one when she's giving her description she's very happy <laughs> oh um. God, there was someone on my list and you know oh, I did I also keep forgetting spend, to write it down what? I did also spend the whole weekend. Like being miserable, but with a hot water bottle on my oh, shoulder. Because you had a you had a couple of falls. I've suffered I suffered a fall, but then I think this is a reoccurring thing that's stress related. Yeah. Do you reckon it could be? Yeah, my shoulders are stress related. Like because they, they spend their whole time up around my ears. So yeah. No wonder. So you have to just drop them and then just sort of set your shoulders back to like not like that, but just there. And um, yeah, Did I you do. Learn I that do that. June Daly Watkins. No, I learnt that from Stephen, my physio. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant to go back and see Doctor Phil this week for injections in my neck. Oh gosh, but you are a medical I don't know. miracle. I don't know if I can. I don't think we can actually afford it. <laughs> do you know it's like? Someone said the other day, it's not very long until Christmas. Did you punch them in the head? <sighs> no. We're having. Christmas at my house and I'm having a serious rethink about that. Have it here? Yeah. Better than out there. Yeah. It's very hot out there. Yeah, it's a bit hot. Um, I think we're going to have a quick break. I know. God. <laughs> well, da, 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 let me do a little dance now. Yeah, Maybe we should just, lots you know. Of da, 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 we're going to come da, da. back after the break and talk about sleeping. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh. Didn't you see that on the Facebook page? Yeah, God, that was so long ago, though. I know, and everyone wants to talk about it. Okay. Okay. 
All right, we'll be back. I'm tired. <laughs> and we're back. Do you know one night last week, I did not sleep for one minute of the night. <gasps> what? Yeah, I just could not get to sleep. And then I heard the birds. Yeah, see, that's 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 depression right there. <laughs> <laughs> so much Perpetually fun. tired and then, yeah. but then not sleeping, then like not just sleeping. padding around the house all night. And yeah, so yeah. today we're going to talk about sleep. Yes. Now, one of the big things with perimenopausal women is sleep loss or sleep deprivation or, or incoming insomnia, um, heavily related to your hormones and what's happening with those. Doesn't it all just fuck off? It all relates to hormones, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't everything? Like, I've come to the realisation that everything relates to our hormones. Yeah. Um, so, what's going on? So, I think, you know, if you – if and HRT can fix that for a lot of women. Yes. Um, if that is their choice. Uh, there's a lot of women for whom it is not their choice. And so they look for other methods to help deal with this. And what are the readers saying? I think one of the things I love in this is everyone's talking about um, when they are asleep that they then have these ludicrously vivid dreams. Oh. Now, the other day, I was just in my dream, I could not get find the right hot dogs at Aldi <laughs> and I had a tantrum. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? I don't know about some of the readers actually seem to be have far more harrowing ones where they, um, someone was saying they had to get up. Um, someone had to get up. Oh, Louise says that she had to get up in the middle of the night and check Facebook to see if someone she went to school with was still alive because <laughs> she dreamt that they died. <laughs> God. Mine aren't like that. I had one last night that, that seemed to go on for an awfully long time about the fact that I had a Kit Kat chunky bar and there wasn't any wafers in it. So it was just chocolate? It was just chocolate. <laughs> and like, and the, and the, the boys, Jasper was like, that's great, it's just chocolate. And I'm like, no, I want the wafer, as if I was like two. And they are seriously, they're like, all, all of my dreams are now like that, about the most mundane things you could find, but incredibly detailed. Yeah. So, um, Ruth says that she actually tried an essential oil to help her get to sleep and then her dreams were just so ridiculously vivid she had to stop. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Um, a lot of people actually talk about um, herbal remedies that seem to really help them. Someone said, um, it's a bit further down, I think, they talked about uh, lavender, I think, just in a diffuser. I just, that smell just makes me want to gag, so that probably wouldn't work in my house. Uh, yeah, Lisa says, diffuser with 20 drops of lavender oil. <coughs> no, thank you. Um, a lot of women are referring to themselves as a rotisserie chicken. Yep, that's what I like to call <laughs> myself. I just love that. Sweating and then, so this night that I didn't sleep, I would get hot, so I'd kick, so I'd sweat and I'd kick the covers off. And then it wasn't a hot night though, so then I'd get cold because of all the sweat on my body. Mm. We'd get cold, so I'd yeah. pull it back. Oh, it was just torture. I listened to a radio interview once years ago with a guy who specialised in insomnia and one of the things he talked about and I think it's worth remembering here that this is there are other things at play yes, you know that we're waking course. up because we're having hot flushes or what but he would talk about how just get up don't look at a clock don't look at a light don't turn anything on just get up and go and find somewhere really uncomfortable to sit so he suggested you just go and sit on your bathroom floor 
And he goes, and you just sit there and you don't do anything. You just sit there until you kind of, Get your body's tired. getting sort of no reward for being up and yeah. awake. So you just kind of go, all right, I'll go back to bed. And it was a technique that he used that was incredibly effective. I've been known to do it. Ah. And the bathroom floor is quite cold as well. So it's got that benefit if you are really super hot. Um, Susan talks about uh, learning, I don't know how you pronounce it, uyai, ujai, or ocean breathing, which is a yoga technique. Um, it works for her every time. She doesn't get up. I don't look at her advice. I just focus on this breathing and go back to sleep. Um, I must say the meditating thing has been very effective for me. Yes, I, uh, I agree. I Although I can't do meditations in the day anymore. You know, they say get up and have meditation. No, mine are always at night. I do one before I go to bed and then if I, do, if I am having a really bad night of sleep, then I will do one whenever, when I wake up and just try and hit it on the head without actually looking at my phone very much. Like just sort of, you know, half-eyeing it to find the app and open it and, and get it going. Uh, one of the other things I was going to say there that has just absolutely fallen out of my head. Um, I always am recommending to people who care, Andrew Johnson's. This program is designed to guide you into a deep, natural state of relaxation and therefore oh. should not be listened Hello. to <laughs> so this one you can find uh, on the on the App Store. It's called Deep Relax. Deep and Relax. He, like I've never been a drug addict, but <laughs> I reckon I get to a point where my whole body is so relaxed that that's what I think it must have been like. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Johnson, Deep Relax. Maria says sleep or the lack of causes me to be the bitch from hell. Mm. Now we know why they used to use sleep deprivation as a form of torture in the war. I'm known to cave in at any request from my girls lately due to the fact I'm so bloody tired. Uh, but thank, but she's now, now things are reopening in Melbourne. She can go and see her Chinese medicine doctor and have acupuncture again. And that is, she says that just works. I love acupuncture. I've never I gotten love into it. it. <gasps> and I saw an acupuncturist once and he said there's basically three types of people. There are those that it's just the minute, like it's so effective. And then there are some that can take, take it or leave it. it. Right. And he goes, and there are some who's the way they're, he didn't use the word chakras, but you know, <laughs> the way their thing works that the minute you put a needle in them, they're like a cat on the roof. Like it's too, it's sensory overload. They just can't take it. It's really interesting. Anyway, um, Marianne mentioned something here which I think is really important and it's something I've been doing as well. She says, I have a face cleaning routine each night. Um, she then ends it with Betty Kurt Sleep On It oil followed by an online yoga in Indra for Sleep tutorial and it generally gets her through until about 4 a.m. Now, now, that's the other thing that's happening. We're talking about how we're actually now toddlers. Yeah, you're waking up for a bot bot at 3.15. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the whole routine thing, tricking our brain. So, yeah, you clean it, but you have a little face routine. So, you know, you give it a wash and you put – it can just be, you know, home brand sorbeline, just, just yeah. a little routine and then clean your teeth and then you're into bed and you do your little sleep, you, you know, meditation – why does it all have to be so difficult? I know. Why can't we just go and fucking go to bed? It's infuriating. I love that Lucy's is, my sleep quality relies on three things, low stress, stacks of exercise 
and whether my neighbour upstairs leaves her phone on the floor or not. <laughs> I would kill that neighbour, wouldn't you? I would. But the exercise thing I've is – God, it's so boring to go over this again. But if you are physically tired, you yeah. sleep better. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, Fiona says she bought a Fitbit and uh, she said to help with all sorts of things, including time management. It's tracked her sleep and she's shocked. I'm in bed for up to nine hours and I'm getting less than two hours <sighs> per night of deep sleep. Oh. No wonder I feel like shit. That is shocking. That's, yeah. I, I, I would be terrified of actually doing that because it would, yeah, it'd just be like, Haha, no wonder you're like death. But, you know, you get to a point too when you're having a period of rough sleep where you actually dread going to bed. Yeah. Like you get anxious and think, how many hours am I going to get tonight? Yeah. And I think once you're in that headspace, like you've just, then the, the work is twice as hard. Yeah. You've, you've got to do the work before you get to the point of like, I don't want to go to bed because I'm just going to wake up in two hours. Yeah. Because I tend to – everyone's sort of talking about how they wake up at like three or yeah. I go to bed, I sleep for 45 minutes and then I wake up. Oh, like a toddler. Like a toddler. So that's your first sleep cycle done and yep. your brain goes, right, you've done that now. Yeah. So even if I go to bed early, like if I go to bed at 9.30, then I'm awake by 11. So what do you do? Um, I try to go back to sleep but, you know – my problem is so I've I've got this thing though. I do have a secret weapon in my arsenal and that's called the Robbie Sleeper Hold. So and he basically spoons me and holds me in a way and that will actually make me go to sleep. Go figure. I, he, yeah, he could never leave now because I need the Robbie Sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> um Sandra, I go through stages. For a couple of weeks I get through the night, then it flips. There I am, awake at 2am, flipping about like a stranded whale. <laughs> when those nights happen, it's when I'm at the hottest, searching for a cool spot in the bed the, with the blanket on, off. Oh. When life is like this, I turn on a soft light, pick up a book that rests my mind. Plots and Prayers, The Overturn of Turnbull by Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of pages in and I'm ready to sleep again. Not a boring book, but... <laughs> And this is the other thing. Mine is very cyclical. Mine is completely through with my hormone cycle. Yeah. Same with my restless legs. I've Mm. worked out that my restless legs go with my hormone cycle. And the minute I'm getting my period, I can just expect to have about a week of really poor quality sleep and restless legs that basically leave bruises on Rob's legs. If you're not getting good quality sleep, it affects every facet of your life. Everything. Yep. Yes. Um, and I want to be able to do it without knocking out a rest of it. You know what I mean? I want to just get into a good pattern. Yeah. No booze. Yeah. Alcohol's really bad for sleep. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Um, Where is the joy? I know, right? Uh, I usually uh, – Denise says, I usually sleep through except for getting up for a cheeky wee at some point. What is that? I used to be able to sleep through the night and now I need to get up and go and do a wee. Well, that's like me. I won't have that cup of tea before bed because I'll just get up and do a wee. Yeah. And then I bet you still get up and do a wee anyway. Yeah. And then you fall down and miss that last step. Oh, God. She she said she was recommended an app called Luna, which is spelled L-O-O-N-A, which is a beautiful mindfulness app. I almost read that as mindlessness. (laughs) Mindfulness app that really helps send me off. I've written Um, that one down. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few people talking about how they're quite happy that they're now not in a relationship because they get the whole bed to themselves. Oh, I've got my own bed. 
Have so for years. Um, oh, can I tell you? I started taking the Swiss vitamin menopause supplement. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. It was, it was making me depressed. Interesting. I tracked it because I started taking it. And about four days in, I just suddenly went, I was really glum, like really glum. So it's and the I went, Swiss. What's, why have I gone like this? Why has this just come out of nowhere? And it wasn't like my period was going, like, you know. Yeah. And I went, just give it a week. Keep taking it for a week because it was the only thing that had changed in yeah. my, you know. Arsenal of yeah. drugstore. Yeah. And I stopped taking it and it took about two, three days and then I was back. Oh, that's a good one to avoid then. Well, just for me. Like obviously yeah, maybe, it was, maybe it was playing with my actual head meds. Yeah, like, so that's the thing. It's, it's really hard to recommend things because everyone is so fucking different. Yes. Um, yeah, look – <laughs> D, I've been a shit sleeper since birth. <laughs> so was I. I was a terrible sleeper. Slept for 45 minutes at, at a go until I was three, according <sighs> to my mother. She struggles to fall asleep and then she wakes up during the night. Oh, and then two weeks ago she discovered the sleep stories on Calm. I haven't heard the end of one yet. <laughs> Most go between 30 to 40 minutes. I'm still waking through the night but not as often. Nice. Well, they say that sleep besets sleep, don't they? Yes, yes. The yes. more you get, the more b- better you has get a, at it. Ingrid has a full-length body pillow. She said that that she's got all of the things. She's got <laughs> she's got the full-length body pillow. She's got her actual pillow. She's got her earplugs. Um, but she said her night sweats are off the charts. Oh yes. Uh, Jodie says two weeks after I started getting hot flushes, I got on estrogel and no more hot flushes, but tossing and turning all night long. She got a chilli pad. It's sort of like, it's, it's sort of the tossing and turning and keeping me cool. Vivid dreams. Oh, my God, yes. Waking at stupid time. Yes. But I've always been awake early. Have no problems falling asleep. Like Lucy, I think exercise helps. She takes a... Mag- Can you take a pill for exercise? I know, right? Um, also take relax magnesium power, powder and rest and relax magnesium tablet. Jesus, I'd be... I'd be shitting, shitting my pants if, yeah. I was on that much, if I was on that much magnesium. <laughs> we all know about your and my horror stories. Mm-hmm. On. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kate says she takes two Fenergan and she, but she still wakes up five hours, five hours later. Um, <laughs> a few puffs of a happy smoke and I'm out like a light. <laughs> Well, that is the oh. one benefit of, of marijuana. Is it? Yeah. Is oh, really? It just knocks – well, when I used to have it back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd just fall asleep. So, you know, I was at a party and there was a tote going around. I was like, no, nah, no, nah. because I would eat everything, become and paranoid fall and fall asleep. <laughs> and not fun at a party. What a good time. Mm. <laughs> but um. I do recall – I hope there's no narcs out there – when I broke my leg really badly and had to go home and live with my mum – Yes. My uncle, and I was in so much pain, my uncle used to roll me a joint mm. every night, just a little one, and it would knock me out and get rid of the pain. So I do actually think there is a place for it in the medical world. There is. Yeah, CBD oil is really going to come into its own. Mm. It already is. It's yeah. not happening here because it's a – because Hillsong. Uh, no, it's not. I just blame everything on Hillsong. I know. It's very it, – it'll be interesting. Australia's just going very softly, softly, slowly on it and I don't think that's a bad thing because um, when you see where it's been rolled out in the States, um, 
we need to see some long-term impacts of this sort of stuff. Like things like drink driving is completely down in some areas in the States, but then people like driving off the road or killing someone in a car because they're off their head mm. is, of course, on the rise. And mm. it's like, we don't... Anyway, <laughs> that's the sidetrack. Um, I love this, Raylene. I roll, I kick, I fart. I toss the blankets, grab the blanket, fan the blanket. My poor husband... Leanne says, I've been taking CBD oil for a chronic pain condition. Happy bonus is it helps regulate my sleep too. But prior to that, up till midnight, awake again at 2 to 3, back up at 5.30 to 6. Chances of a shitty mood the next day? Guaranteed. (laughs) So, yes, we're all – Kylie actually puts a link up um, to a UK website called themenopausedoctor.co.uk that is talking about – um, depleting estrogen being one of the main contributors to insomnia. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people, talk, you know, it, and this is what really shows that it is linked to our hormones is that some nights, sometimes you're absolutely fine and then other nights it's just forget it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about... Oh, interesting. Tanya talks about... Oh, Jane says HRT patches and melatonin. Um, Tanya talks about melatonin. She's not actually perimenopausal, but she's suffered from insomnia for most of her life. And so she, it's her absolute saviour. I can't take it. It makes me feel really weird the next day. Mm. Like it makes me, uh, this sounds really weird, but it makes my brain feel hard. Okay. Like when I had really severe depression, I, I would feel like, I would feel like my head was hard. Mm Mm-hmm. And just my brain was just hard and like clenched jaw and just... Yeah, and that's, that's not getting this clenched yeah, jaw Yeah, yeah, right. And you just... And your brain just feels like a... I used to... Th- it felt like this cold sort of cement steel just sort of thing. And that's what the melatonin does to me. So I sleep, but then the next day I'm... And then someone said, why don't you take less? And I was like, oh, fine. Fine. Um, Some people are just very logical. I know. But yeah, but and interestingly, my shrink said, "Yeah, I'm not really." He goes, "I'm not a fan of melatonin. I wouldn't be advocating you keep taking that." And I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to listen to you. You stopped me from topping myself, so you know <laughs> maybe what you've got to say is a good thing." Um, Julie, insomnia sucks big, huge fucking donkey balls. <laughs> I'm having so much trouble getting even three or four oh. hours sleep each night. I'm, I've. I've at times been up for three days straight. Wow. Sweet Jesus, Julie. How are you even still alive? How's anyone in your family still alive? Had a phone consult with a new doctor from my, from my clinic and told him I was switching up my meds, increasing the doses of what I take um, a night to help combat the struggle to get to sleep and to stay asleep. Let's just say he was lucky it was a phone consult <laughs> as the crap he gave me about changing my psych meds. He's like, he, um, he's like, you need to see your psychiatrist to do that and blah, blah, blah. I simply don't have 300 spare dollars to see the shrink for him to do exactly what I've just done on my own accord. I'm like, dude, been on this regimen of drugs for 12 years plus. I know what works and doesn't. It's only been about nine days on the increased meds, but I've managed a few nights with more than four hours sleep. Now, Julie. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Julie. It's totally legitimate that if you don't have the $300, you can't go and see a psychiatrist, but you need to go and see someone. That person, whoever they were, was a dick. So don't go and see him. 
go and find someone else. Because um, you shouldn't be doing because that. Because you just can't be mucking around with your meds like that. And I know, I know when you've been a long-term head med taker that we do get a little bit of, you know, bravado about, I know my brain. But I always think it's that red flag of when you just go, I'm better now. No, I'm really good. I don't need to take them yeah. anymore. Ah. That's the biggest red flag that you are not well. I know. When you run out of your script and you go, oh, I've got to go to the GP. Oh, I might just see how I go without them. Yeah. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, oh, wow. Jenny said, when's the potty live? That was like a week ago. It'll be tonight. I promise it'll be tonight. Oh, god. And I think we are going to wrap it up there, Kim, because That'll my do. shoulder's hurting again. And um, I'm sorry that we haven't been here for the laughs this week. I know, but do you know what? I was thinking about this when I was driving over and I thought, you know, if this podcast is 20 minutes long, it's fine. If I get there and Kate doesn't want to do it, it's fine. If we do do it, however it is, it's it's fine. fine. Because this is life. Yeah. And this is perimenopausal life. Sometimes we can, you know, just roar it up and find all the funs in funnies in everything. But sometimes that's just not where we're at no and i'd love to hear some of your stories so please if if you want to share something jump on the facebook page after this podcast goes up and let us know how you're going and it's okay not to be okay yeah i think what we'll do is i'll put it up Mm -hmm. and then we'll put and then we might put up a and as part of it say you know it's okay to not be okay Mm. um what helps you through the dark days what helps you because i'd love to know yeah Kim, thank no you. Booze, exercise, no booze, sleep. exercise, sleep. That's what we're all aiming for. Medical support. Yep. That's what we're all aiming friend for. Support, friend and family and support. Exactly. Thanks for joining us this week and as we like to say, just keep plucking. <laughs>